This is the Fantasy Football Show with your host, Smitty. Top five running back. You're watching the Fantasy Football Show. Smitty. What is going on, good people? You're watching the Fantasy Football Show Week 15 Waiver Wire Ad Show where there may not be a lot of players to pick up heading into Week 15, but maybe, just maybe one of these people will help you maybe win another game, maybe advance through your playoffs and win a championship. So that's what we're here for. And some of you will, will mosey on in unfortunately, and have a sad story, and I'm here for you. If you lost your game and you didn't make it into your playoffs, there will be a handful of people. Injuries happen. Bad performing players happen. I am here for you. 2022 content is here for you. I can answer your questions now in the live stream regarding 2022, Um, but we can also take care of a lot of that in the coming month where I'm prepping you already for 2022. We don't stop We don't stop working. We don't stop preparing. I don't care if the season's still going on. I'm delivering plentiful amounts of 2022 fantasy football content. So let's go. Uh, Blackbeard in the house. What's up, Blackbeard? He says you were spot on, Jamar Chase. Look, Jamar struggled early on in the game. And I'm not going to lie to you. There are times where I'm like, this guy isn't polished yet, but that's good. That's good because once he does get polished, he'll be worth even more. And you know he's going to get there. So whenever he catches a touchdown pass, I'm worried about whether both feet are in. Is he going to step out of bounds? Is he going to bobble the ball? This guy is so good without even getting all that on lock and and getting all that on point. So imagine what's going to happen when this guy fully unlocks and unleashes and Gets to know his own spatial intelligence because it's coming. This guy's going to dominate at the NFL level. He already is. He's in a handful of like five wide receivers ever to be at this point in the year and have a thousand yards and 10 TDs. So he is something special. He is something very special. Uh, first in the building was Rooks tonight, followed by Kirk, who lost. Kirk, we're sorry, pal. We're here for you. Like I said at the beginning, At the top of the show, I'm here for you. 2022 content is here in December. Like this week, I'm starting some stuff. Uh, So I don't, uh, I feel bad for you, but we're going to get it done for you. Okay, 2022 is your year. Appreciate that. Appreciate you, Cambo. Slayer in the house. Mark Cleveland is in the house. Um, Brandon's in here. He clinched his playoffs. Penny came huge for for, uh, Steven. I'm never going to financially recover from this, Kirk. I'm sorry. What what uh, what players what player what player got to you today? What player failed you? No CMC, no AJ, no Ridley. Still made it to the playoffs, baby. Says uh, Chiro. Good job, pal. Uh, next week, Javante or or uh, Demont. Um, what do you think, bro? Javante, pal. Javante. Um, Gary's nine and five with his head. His face in his hand. Why? 9 and 5 is not bad. Lamb, the like button, says Blackbeard. Uh, Mike's got the two seed. Retook first place. Need QB to put up in... What? In case I'm out of the playoffs. Need a QB 
Uh, let me know what your questions are. Clinch my playoffs round one bye. Nice job. Clinch the bye, says Matt. What's up, Silver Rapture? I still clinch the playoffs. Everyone went off for me except uh, Lamb, Dak and Lamb. I'm sorry, pal. What's up, Silver? Glad you're here. Um, let's get into the waiver wire ads for week number 14 or number 15. Um, they're not they're not like crazy good, and I'm gonna break them up a little differently today because there really is no real ranking. It kind of depends on what you need. So from the quarterback perspective, you've got Taysom Hill and Big Ben that are really kind of out there as far as like available based on the data. And, and Taysom's available in a crazy amount of leagues. It's like uh, 45%. Uh, it's too big of a number to ignore. I think he's got to be on the list. I know some of you are going to say he's not available in my league, but he's available in 45% of all leagues according to the data. That is a huge percentage for a quarterback that is starting and playing potentially QB1 numbers. He is banged up. I do worry about him. But he, if he's on the field and he doesn't get taken off or doesn't get hurt, he's 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 pretty good for that that rushing production. So Taysom Hill, Big Ben are probably the top two uh, QBs to add. I do believe Trey Lance will eventually get into the lineup at some point. I know a lot of people disagree with me, but you know, at me if you want. That's how I feel. Uh, at the running back position, there's a few more options at running back than anywhere else. Uh, I'm going to say Tony Pollard needs to be looked at. He's probably not available in every league, of course, but I show him available in 20 to 25% of leagues, according to data. Mainly because, not because people don't understand how good he is, but because he got hurt and because he didn't play, people were in panic mode walking into kickoff of week 14. So he got dropped in a lot of leagues. Because people needed to make room. They're hurt. They're, they've got buys. Uncomfortable buys this week. They needed to get a win. He got dropped in an uncomfortable amount of leagues. So Tony Pollard. Make sure he didn't get cut. A lot of people don't look at the players that were cut. And when you don't look at the players that were cut. Sometimes you miss that somebody dropped Tony Pollard before kickoff. And you're just so focused on who they added. You don't look at the players dropped. You have to look. Tony Pollard. May or may not do much. He may be injured next week too. We don't know, but he needs to be monitored. Ramondre Stevenson, the bye week. People freaked out. I can't wait on him. I don't really know if um, if Harris is even going to be hurt. They cut him. So these two guys, Tony Pollard and Ramondre Stevenson, are more dropped players, not necessarily available players they're more like dropped last second mistakes by people that had to freak out and had to make moves uh Rashad Penny's available in 75 percent of leagues that is a ton of leagues 75 percent of leagues guys that is crazy um he needs to be scooped up he had what you call a day let me get his exact stats Rashad Penny had his brother Elijah Penny had a touchdown too. It was the Penny. It was the Penny brothers in Week 14. Uh, Rashad Penny for the Seattle Seahawks ran the ball 16 times, 137 and two TDs. Stepped up pretty big for people. So uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say he needs to be the top pickup of the week, assuming that Ramondre Stevenson and uh, Tony Pollard aren't available. 
So uh, that, that's that's how thin it is out there. Deonta Foreman would have to be next in my mind. Um, and he's available in 45% of leagues, which is a crazy stat too. Because he and Hilliard were two of the top pickups from last week. Ran the ball 13 times for 47 yards and a touchdown, adding two receptions for 15 yards in week 14 against the Jaguars. So look for uh, Deonta Foreman. Um, I have the Philly running backs on here because on the YouTube exclusive call, which you guys can be a part of, I have two Zoom calls every single Sunday, one at halftime of the morning games and one at halftime of the Sunday night game. And the YouTube exclusive group, it's on these Zoom calls. We all jump into a Zoom call twice every Sunday. If you want to be a part of that, go to my main YouTube page and click the join button. Click the blue join button. You hear it in the in the intro of every video um, on Tuesday and Thursday, the the, the song that says um, Baked In Boys and reads off all the names. Um, that song you hear, the blue button. Click the blue button. Everyone always wonders what the blue button is. Uh, the blue, but, blue button is the join button on my main YouTube page. If you join those memberships, they're canceled anytime. They're done through YouTube. They're safe and secure through YouTube. Um, you get access to the Zoom calls, two per Sunday. But on the Zoom call, on said Zoom call, we talked about the Philly running backs and that not Miles Sanders, but check and make sure Miles Sanders didn't get dropped because people are people people are weird. They freak out. They make drops they shouldn't make. Teams going buys. But you'd be surprised that all three of the other Philly backs in general are available. So if you need somebody, you're in a bind and you think Gainwell's going to get in there or Howard comes back or you think Boston Scott's going to return and get some run. Those guys are available if you need them. Craig Reynolds is also another player to add. Um, Reynolds had a decent day for the Lions. Um, Craig, let me get a stat line. Craig Reynolds for the Detroit Lions. 5'11", 225. Rushed 11 times for 83 yards against the Broncos. So those are your running backs to add for week number... 15. Let me grab these super chats and get to the wide receivers and tight ends. Thomas with a super chat. What are Zeke and Pollard owners to do going forward? Kind of just play it by ear and see who's healthy. Um, yeah. I mean, this is what I was afraid of for Zeke Elliott and why I really pushed to trade him off of the good gift, just absolute gift type news that, that Zeke owners were gifted back uh what was it like a week and a half ago where it was like hey he's actually not going to be put on ir they're not going to rest him and he's going to get a healthy workload said said owner of the cowboys and that was the time to try and trade him now some of some of you had a trade deadline that passed so i i don't i don't fault you and i have zeke elliott in one league i couldn't really trade him and rather than sell ultra low i kept him so Thomas or anybody else that still has Zeke right now, you're not alone. It's not like you made a mistake in all these cases because not every every league's a good trading league. And it's hard to sell Zeke Elliott. You just had an opportunity to try. Um, if you have Zeke Elliott, um, he's, he's not a good play right now. So in your case, Thomas, I know for a fact, based on... You being on the HeySmitty.com text line, you have other options. You have like a, a Mike Williams. You have 
Um, I forget all the options you have, but you probably have more options than most people to replace Zeke Elliott. Uh, if Pollard's going to play, I like Pollard better than Zeke Elliott. I start Tony Pollard over Zeke Elliott if both are playing. It's kind of like Aaron Jones and Dylan right now. We got to talk about that too. I don't know that Aaron Jones is ever going to return to form. I, I'm not feeling like Aaron Jones can be successful, go forward, maybe in the playoffs. You know how Damian Williams would do really good for the Chiefs in the playoffs, in the Super Bowl specifically? And you're like, God, he looks amazing. They're utilizing him a ton. I think Aaron Jones in the real NFL playoffs will step up big. Like the the Packers will just feed him one of these games and he's going to go crazy in one of these games. But for right now, moving forward in the regular season in the fantasy football playoffs, I don't know that we're going to feel confident at all in Aaron Jones. He may have a good game one game and then have a bad game the next game and he's not going to be consistent A.J. Dillon feels safer in the fantasy football playoffs. And once A-Rod leaves Green Bay, and I firmly believe A-Rod will leave Green Bay, I don't agree with any of this. Oh, he'll probably stay. If they win a championship, he won't stay. If they fall short, he won't stay. I don't think A-Rod has a desire at all to stay in Green Bay. That's why he almost retired this offseason. I think he was pushing it to the limit. He wasn't going to really retire. But he was contemplating it a little bit. He was pushing himself to the limit to see how how much he loved football. Could I actually retire? He probably tried to get there in his own headspace. Like, what if I retired? What if I push this the distance? He's leaving. He's leaving. Aaron Rodgers wants nothing to do with the organization from the man, you know, from the the GM coaching necessarily, uh, not his head coach, but. GM level and just the way they've treated him over the years, the lack of decision making and no promise to A-Rod like, hey, we'll make it different is going to do anything. He already has decided I'm leaving. I'm leaving. And the reason I bring that up, I know we're talking about week 15 and fantasy football 2021, but the moment he leaves Aaron Jones, any thoughts of Aaron Jones being good? from a fantasy football perspective, are probably gone. Are probably gone. This is a guy that barely rushes for a 1,000 yards. And he gets all of his production in touchdowns. Number one, he's not getting those right now and may not get them go forward next year, even if A-Rod stayed. May not get them at all. That's where Aaron Jones gets his fantasy football points from touchdowns. So if he doesn't, if A-Rod doesn't return, he has zero chance of getting that 15 and 17 and 18 touchdown production that he's used to getting that, that A-Rod specifically crafts for his running back, which will probably be, in my prediction, he'll be in uh, Pittsburgh or in Denver, meaning Javante Williams is going to get massive production in the touchdown category. If A-Rod's in Green Bay, or if A-Rod's out of Green Bay and in uh, Denver. Or Najee Harris will be a 15 to 20 TD monster in 2022. Under the command of Aaron Rodgers, who will fix the offensive line almost immediately just by showing up. 
And that's what people don't understand about offensive lines. We've talked about that before. So much of the offensive line is is dependent on the quarterback, the quick release, the spread out attack. You put an Aaron Rodgers under center with Deontay Johnson and Fryermuth and and Claypool and Najee Harris catching balls, offensive line problems go away like that. Literally evaporate in thin air. The problems evaporate in thin air. I don't want to hear the offensive line is going to struggle. You know what I heard from people over and over in the offseason? That Jamar Chase was a, a bad draft selection for Cincinnati because you can't throw the ball if you can't protect protect Burrow. All those dumb memes everybody threw out there where it showed Burrow on his back, the ball flying in the air and landing on the ground, and Higgins like this down and Jamar Chase down the field with their arms waving and the ball falling short. And then somebody showing drafting Sewell and Burrow on his on up on his feet, throwing the ball, connecting to Higgins in the end zone. And everybody spread these memes around going, if you don't draft Sewell, Burrow will be on his back. Burrow won't be any good. The Bengals are going to suck. And what happened? The the Bengals, they may have lost today and they're kind of unraveling, but they, they, they were up to about half point in the season were potential division winners and there's a lot of promise going on there. And, and Burrow's looking good. Jamar Chase is developing... The worst thing in the world they could have done is passed on Jamar Chase and not had that talent locked in. They can continue to improve the offensive line. My point being, Pittsburgh's going to be fine offensive line-wise if A-Rod lands in Pittsburgh. And they'll try and improve it. And they'll try and improve it. Um, thank you, Smitty, for making me number one. Rico, tell us your story. What are you looking at right now, pal? I appreciate it. But you did it too, pal. You did it. I didn't do it. I'm just delivering content. You're absorbing it. You're the one taking it and running with it. Uh, game says, Smitty, that 70, 75% chance of me missing on my running backs got me, but still won my week. 12 points as of now. Go Connor. Nice job, pal. In uh, this question by Thomas. Uh, so Thomas, sorry about the long-winded answer. I, I got off on the Aaron Jones and Dylan tangent coming from your Zeke Elliott and Pollard example, which is so funny. I took a hard right. I do that a lot. My 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 tangents are eight levels deep, bro. If there were roads, we'd be so lost on like eight different turns. Um, my point being, Pollard is the start if he's playing and and in healthy. If not, you have other options. Other people might not. And you got to play Zeke as a flex option unless you've got better options. But I don't like it. I think he could fail. Him and Aaron Jones are in trouble. And Aaron Jones and Zeke owners are in trouble if they're counting on that elite running back one production from from both of those running backs. Uh, No, and I, I, I this is always so funny to me. Justin, I don't blame you for wanting to ask this question because so many fantasy football outlets and newswires out there trying to get people to get excited about this. But there's zero, there's almost zero chance that Derrick Henry's coming back to help you. And even if he came back in the final championship week, let's say, 
Like, would he be in game shape? Would you even know what to expect? And and on top of that, would you even be there? You know, losing Derrick Henry, I'm not trying to say some of you can't overcome that. You are you are the fantasy football show viewers. You can overcome anything. And if anybody can do it, it's you guys. But I get asked this question so much by people that A, are losing Henry, which is a huge loss to your team. And it's hard to imagine even making the playoffs. And I don't blame you because I got Henry in, in one league I couldn't get rid of him in. That I drafted him in in a dynasty league and no one, no one traded for him at all. Um, so, same thing with Zeke. You can't always get rid of somebody. When I say you should have made a trade, you should have made this trade. I told you to trade him. Like, some cases you can't trade. Some cases your league doesn't trade at all. That happens. That's why we play in multiple leagues. The cure for not being able to get an, uh, a player acquired in a trade or you're in a league that doesn't trade at all is to create multiple leagues. Make sure you have variety going on. Um, and I don't have time to run half the leagues I'm in. So, like, I didn't even get to send a lot of offers out. But couldn't even use my own advice on getting rid of uh, Henry in this one particular league. But I feel your pain. And in that league, I don't think I'm I'm probably going the distance. I don't think I... I don't even think that team recovered. Because that was such a brutal loss to lose Henry. But if you're counting on it, you're going to be extremely disappointed. Because I do not think he's coming back. I think the Titans would be idiotic to rush him back completely idiotic but are they idiotic with their derrick henry usage absolutely they almost fed him the football 30 times so will i say never on this no i won't are they capable the titans of running derrick henry back onto the field in week 17 or whatever sure they are completely capable but i highly doubt they do it they would be advised by uh of one safety gate after the next to be like don't do it 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 whereas giving him 30 carries a game harder to stop that momentum and harder to draw conclusions and finite uh you know this is going to happen type of uh of, of warnings that i think doctors may do with this situation like don't play him if you want him healthy if you want to protect his future and he's worried about his future too and the titans are going to make the playoffs whether it's a one seed or something that, that they're fighting for, they're, they would rather have Derrick Henry, I believe, healthy and ready to go for the whole playoffs than to try and worry about a seed and lose him in that game, fighting for a certain seed, and then boom, they don't have him for the remainder. Uh, so good question, but uh, yeah, I don't count on him. Would I drop him? It depends. You know, probably, but it depends. Maybe you don't have anybody good to pick up. Tight ends to pick up this week, Pat Fryermuth. Don't ask me why. Don't ask. Don't at me and say, Smitty, why are you talking about a, a beast like Fryer moves on your ad drop show? Well, that's because he's available in 35, 30 to 35% of leagues, Bob. Why? Why is Fryer Muth available in 30, over 30% of leagues? I don't know. I don't know. The data is telling me this. I don't get it. I don't get it. Noah Fant. That's understandable that he'd be available in... No, it's not understandable. Noah Fant is available in more in less leagues than Fryermuth. What, what's going on? What's going on? Why is Fryermuth available more than Noah Fant? Is Noah Fant's available in 20% of leagues. Friar Moose available in 30% of leagues or 30 to 35. And Austin Hooper, I get that one. I'm not 
I'm not sold on Hooper, but it depends how desperate you are. He's available in 60% of leagues. So those are your ads for week 15 at the tight end position. Let's tuck those away. All nice and tight in the corner. And without further ado, the wide receivers to add in week 15, based on the data, the data suggests that Jalen Guyton, nobody listened to my cry for help, saying, please, 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 please take this guy's waiver percentage of availability from 100% available down to at least 50%. Do it for me. Pick him up, start him, play him. Guyton, Guyton scores a touchdown. Guyton looks really good. I like Guyton a lot. And so does Justin Herbert, who is the GOAT. And 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 man, he looked fantastic in this game. Herbert's just going to get better and better. Herbert's top five quarterback material. I don't care what anybody says. People kind of go back and forth. Oh, I love him. Oh, he's not he's not top four, top five. He's going to be so good. He's only getting better. He's only getting better. Herbie in today's game. If you have been sleeping under a rock, three TDs, three seventeen through the air. And then Guyton, Guyton had, uh, what did Guyton end up with? It was 90 yards and a touchdown off of uh, four receptions. So Guyton was a fantastic play. Um, what an amazing play this week. Big TD saved Guyton's day. Doesn't matter what saved it. Doesn't matter how he got it. Doesn't matter if he got it in the first quarter or the first minute or the last minute. Guyton still dropped 90 and a touchdown. And doesn't matter that uh, that uh, Jamar Chase waited until late to do his damage. I got DMs through the roof and text messages from buddies. Well, that Jamar Chase prediction didn't work out like halfway through the game. And it's like, bro, let the other half unfold before you start sending a DM you can't retract. Now I'm going to take a photo, a screenshot of it, put it in a frame and send it to my buddy that sent it to me. And make a nice little frame photo of his text message to me at halftime of the game or right before halftime. Looks like Jamar Chase didn't work. And then put a screenshot of his two touchdowns and his his volume that he dropped in week number 14. Put that right in the frame. Send it to him right in time for Christmas. I got enough time to get that done. So I urge you to do the same for anybody smarting off, running their mouth about Javante Williams this or Jamar Chase that, frame it up, screenshot it, drop it into a nice little Christmas surprise. That's what I'm doing. Maybe a maybe a box where a, a boxing glove comes out on a spring and it says, punch you in the throat! <laughs> little Herbie, little Herbie action. Jalen Guyton, Rashad Bateman, KJ Osborne, Josh Palmer, Kendrick Bourne, and Joaquin Grant, who who uh, had another touchdown, he's had back-to-back weeks with touchdowns. Not a great ad, but not bad if you're in desperate need. Um, Guyton's kind of exciting. KJ Osborne's exciting um, to some degree, but nothing's gonna win you a league on this list, especially if Keenan Allen comes back. Then Guyton, you know, will will fall away a little bit. So that's that's the ads for for week number fifteen. They're not crazy deep. You know, every week we, I'm surprised they're as deep as they are. We're in week 15. Week 15, a couple decent names potentially on waivers. Ramondre Stevenson and Pollard, again, are probably not available in your, your big boy leagues. But 
they seem to be dropped in a, in a heavy amount of leagues that I'm looking at because people were freaking out about the bye weeks and injuries. So just make sure you check your waivers uh, for Pollard and, and Ramondre Stevenson. And then Penny was for sure available in 75% of leagues coming out of that game, which means he's available right now. Let's go over some of the injuries for the week. Let me refresh this and we'll go through the news together. And I know a lot of you are going to have some questions. Who's hurt? Who's, who's you know, what's going on? So let's uh, let's break that net, that news down right here. Here we go. Let me zoom in here. A.J. Dillon in the news for just finishing his game. 15 carries, 71 yards in week 14 against the Chicago Bears. Um, this little disappointing outing from, from Aaron Jones. I mean, he scored, which was nice, but five rushes. He can't survive off five rushes. Not with A.J. Dillon stealing a bunch of his work. So, um, definitely worried about this right now. Eckler is expected to be fine, by the way, says Gary. We're getting to that. Um, it looks like I have a little bit of the camera delay again. I don't know. Ho hopefully, it's not too bad. While I'm doing the news, it should be okay. Uh, Aaron Jones. Um, so, I don't know what to do with Aaron Jones moving forward, to be honest with you. Uh, you got to play him if you have him, um, unless you own A.J. Uh, Dillon, too. A.J. Dillon might be a, a safer start. It's hard to say. Jones saw fewer carries than A.J. Dillon. 15 carries. 15 carries for A.J. Dillon. It's, you know, touchdowns could go to either one. If A.J. Dillon scores a touchdown while he's getting his 15 carries, then he's going to blow Aaron Jones out of the water. If Aaron Jones can muster up a touchdown during his low yardage outings of 35 to 55 total yards, then A.J. Dillon's going to outscore, or Aaron Jones will outscore Dillon. So tough to say what to do with that. But I'm definitely not excited about either one. Um, Ricky Seals-Jones caught one of four targets for eight yards. Not a big outing there. Justin Fields, um, 224 yards, uh, two touchdowns and two interceptions. Dillon is becoming a workhorse. Aaron Jones is lucky to fall in the end zone, says Gary. What's up, Legion? Glad to have you here, buddy boy. Um, let me see if we got any more Super Chats that I got to get to before we start rolling through. Troy, I'd play Landry and Williams. Gary, you take a lap for having Joey B as your QB. Jeezy, take it easy on Joey B, okay? Um, what's up with AJ Brown, says Legion. I don't know, bro. We're going to we're gonna look at that in a minute. AJ Brown needs to come back, that's for sure. We need AJ Brown back fast. Uh, Silver says, sorry, y'all, for telling you to start Madison, fellas. I did start Madison, Cook one, and one. 
Okay, uh, Curtis Samuel didn't catch either of his two targets. Aaron Rodgers, 341 and four TDs, had himself a big day. Heineke um, is expected to play week 15, just so you know. Dalton Schultz, only one catch. Uh, Gallup, 60 yards off five catches in week 14. Cooper, 51 and a touchdown. Not a horrible day for Cooper. Nice to see him get a touchdown. Lamb could have had a lot more of the sucked. Uh, let's be honest. Um, not a great day for Lamb. We hoped he'd have a bigger day. 7 for 61 wasn't like awful. It was still okay, but it was mediocre. And and I expect them to have wide receiver one value going forward. I'm not hesitating on that just because he had a bad game. Kareem Hunt will undergo an MRI on Monday. The MRI is precautionary. Uh, with Coach Kevin Stefanski saying Hunt could have returned to Sunday's game if needed. So who knows what that means. We'll have to monitor that. So A-Rod is, A-Rod is nasty. You see the look alike, Smitty. It was funny as hell. I don't know what you mean, bro. Elliot, 12 rushes for 45 yards, hauling in one of six targets for 15 yards. He literally had a... Four, five point five, six point five performance, six point five points. It was awful. Josh Allen dropped absolute fire. Another one of those things I'll probably frame from my buddies that freaked out at Smitty. Josh Allen sucks. Okay, your prediction on Josh Allen blows. And you know, I know he hasn't lived up to some of the expectations we've had all year, but it's like I can't wait for next year. Because I'm not backing off my belief in Josh Allen being QB1 in fantasy football, or at least being QB2. I think he's growing still, he's maturing still, and he has moments where he's, you know, he goes back and forth. Um, he has a foot injury, so we got to be concerned about that. But Josh Allen dro- dropped absolute fire in this contest in week 14. Josh Allen threw. 36 or completed 36 of 54 passes for 308, two touchdowns and an interception in an overtime loss to the Bucks, adding 12 carries for 109 additional rushing yards and a touchdown. So he had 109 and a and a 109 and a touchdown on the ground to go with his 308 and two scores. It was an absolute monster. Um, hopefully his foot is okay. Um, we'll keep you posted on that. Uh, Keenan Allen expected to play in Thursday's game against the Chiefs. That's good news. I hope that to be a high-scoring game. This will be our last Thursday night game of high-scoring. Um, and then in week, let's see, week 16. Is there a Thursday night game in week 16? Yes, it's the Niners versus the Titans. I don't expect that to be a, a big, huge fantasy football production type day. But I do believe this Thursday game, we will have yet another. Like predicted, we came out on Thursday and said, guess what? You're going to get a whole bunch of scoring in this Thursday game. And you did. And you're going to get more of it in week uh, 15 with this KC and Charger matchup. So get ready for a huge week 15 Thursday night game. And Keenan Allen should be back for it. He should be ready. He should be available. Uh, Daniel Jones will visit with the next specialist. That means he's probably going to be out for the year, just so you know. And ahead of time, that that is not a good sign. Going to the specialist means that you're you're trying to get a second opinion before you go on IR. That's usually what that means. Um, super chat from Rock Out. Rock Out, appreciate it. Can we play even 
Can we play, even play Hubbard? Shaking my head. I don't know. Probably not. Hubbard's not a great play right now. You know, no running back's going to do well in that offense. Um, without without CMC, it's just not going to happen. Godwin ran eight times for 25 yards for the, the Lions, the running back Godwin. Uh, Matt Breda, 12 yards, whatever. Breda ain't nothing special. Um, move on. Next. Next. Singletary, 52 yards. Maybe he's the guy to own if you're going to even own a, a running back in Buffalo. 37 receiving yards, 52 rushing. That's a pretty decent day, actually. But uh, you don't know whether what to expect. It could it could be one week he does that, and the next week he does nothing. Adam with a super chat. Rodney with a super chat. Thank you, gentlemen, for that. Adam says, is LJ out? Top three option to fill the void? If so. Um... Let's uh, let me hit this in a, in a minute. I'm gonna put this right here, Adam, uh, Adam. Thank you. Don't let me don't let me forget it. Uh, Metcalf is scaring me, says Rodney. You should be a little scared, um, but I'm still not selling them in Dynasty Ultra Cheap. And I'm you know if I could, I would buy low on DK. And yeah, I believe he did have a touchdown call back, so. Um, you know, so did Jamar Chase. He would have had a third touchdown, or maybe he wouldn't have one of the other ones if that happened. But Jamar Chase had a touchdown call back. There were a few of those. Um, so Noah Fant, 51 yards. Not a bad ad, as you see right here on the screen. Gabe Davis, 43 yards and a touchdown. He's too hit and miss, but if you need a wide receiver, he could be a guy you had too. Dawson Knox, 60 and a touchdown. Look, he's utilized heavily, and Josh Allen loves him. So, if, for whatever reason, Knox gets dropped or got dropped uh, in some weird set of circumstances. Make sure you grab him. Beasley, nine catches for 64 yards. He's always a pretty good PPR guy if you're in a bind. Um, Uzoma had 56 yards in this game against the 49ers. Decent ad uh, if you want another name. Ronald Jones, nothing to see here. Judy, four of five for 47 yards. I wish this guy had a good quarterback. I hope Aaron Rodgers ends up in Denver for that reason. Boyd, 55 yards. Someone asked about Boyd being healthy. Um, He has two touchdowns this season, and I don't see any update or any injury information on Boyd, just to answer that earlier question. Jeff Wilson rushed 13 times for 56 yards. Definitely a waste of a play. That was very, very disappointing. Um... Yeah, and Lazard, yeah, Lazard you could put on the list as well. Scott, Craig Reynolds is on the list. Um, And Swift, uh, Swift, there's news that Swift could hit IR. We'll see about that. We'll see about it. It, I don't know if it's for sure going to be true. Like, those are rumors at this point, so we'll find out. Uh, Perryman isn't any anybody I'd grab. He did grab that touchdown, that game-winning touchdown by thrown by Tom Brady in that contest. That was kind of interesting um, to see him do that. Uh, Fournette, 19 carries for 113 yards and a touchdown. A very good play going forward. Debo Samuel was hard to start for some people, but we said if he's starting, you play him. 
just like Cook. If he's starting, you play him. If Debo plays, you play him. You put him in at a flex. You you can find a way to get Debo into your flex. And Debo had a decent day, not a, an amazing day, but a good day. 37 yards and one TD. And then I think he caught one pass as well. So he had, you know, over 50 yards and uh over 50 yards in the touchdown. So not not horrible, but not like a, you know, the biggest game ever, but definitely somebody got somebody you start whenever he's in there. Uh Goff whatever. Gronkowski 62 yards on five catches. Burrow 348 and two scores. Burrow was pretty darn good in this one even though, you know, there were some ups and downs in this game. It was a crazy game. Mike Evans 91 yards and a touchdown. Um Jimmy Garoppolo you know, he just looks so inconsistent at times. 27 to 41. Um, you know, Kittle makes him look good. Like, when you watch the game, you know Kittle's pulling in some of these hospital passes that Jimmy G's tossing up to him. Um, Smitty, tell the Broncos to stop giving Melvin Gordon the ball. Look, I was so upset. Let me go to this camera angle because I feel like we're getting a delay again. I got to figure out what's up. It might be whenever I have this activated. Let me close this and see if... Yeah, I think that's what it is. It's when I have that picture-in-picture picture up. It starts dragging on the scene. Um, Denver, I'll tell them, Rock Out. Here we go. 170 of you in here, please punch the thumbs up on your way in and um, ask a comment when the video is over. I'll, I'll talk to them right here. Denver, what are you doing? Everything Melvin Gordon's doing, Javante can do better. Maybe you're trying to keep him fresh. Maybe I need to hit the ramp button. Time for a Smitty rant. I'm more than angry because let me tell you something. It's also a gift. Okay, so everybody that's upset about this, if you got the win and Javante wasn't fed all the work, um, there might be some upside here. In 2022, he's going to be not doubted by a lot, but doubted a little more than he should be if he doesn't get fed full course meals on the way out of 2021. If Javante played that game and, and Gordon didn't play, Javante would have had three or four touchdowns and 200 total yards. Four touchdowns and 200 total yards if Melvin Gordon was not in that lineup. And I can tell you right now, because people are like this in fantasy football, very fickle with how they 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 lean in terms of future value, now value, rankings. If Javante Williams had four touchdowns and 200 total yards in this game, Everybody would have said he's the 1.2 lock and conversations would be taking place and upsetting half the world because half the world would be JT, half the world would be Javante, and you'd have two worlds arguing, calling each other names, saying, Javante season, it's JT, JT's already been doing, and people would be fighting constantly, and you literally would have to pay 1.2 or 1.3 overall value for Javante Williams in 20. 22 if he had got all the work in this game and had three or four touchdowns and 200 yards now he could still get all the work in the upcoming games and do that but this was set up perfectly this game was going to feed this man the football um and boy uh williams would have done everything gordon was doing but better gordon it's crazy it's crazy the, i think they want to keep him healthy 
in one perspective, I can understand it if that is the motivation. But if the, the motivation is not that, if it's that they just want to use both backs and they see them both as good, then then Denver's blind. The coaching staff is blind. If they want to save them for next year, I understand it. But I hope Javante, if they're going to screw this up for us in 2021 and not feed Javante workhorse volume, and he's got to scratch his way to 100 total yards and a touchdown off halftime work and be a league-leading top three tackle breaker in the NFL, top three tackle breaker in the NFL at halftime touches. If he's got to do that and he can make it so that he is a little bit cheaper next year, there's 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 a silver lining to be had here. So that's all I can say on it. Javante, I don't know if they're going to feed him. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to eventually feed him. It looks like they want to use both backs. It looks like Derek, uh, Derek, it looks like Melvin Gordon needs to get hurt for this to go the way that we all kind of want it to go, but it's probably not going to go. So just letting you know now. Um, Godwin, 10 catches, 105. No touchdowns, but what a day. 10 catches for 105. Craig Reynolds, I talked about him, 11 carries for 83 yards for the Lions. He could be be the starter going forward if uh, Jamal and Swift are both out week 15. Swift could be put on IR because what do the Lions have to play for? They might want to save them. That might be where that news is coming from and why the news could be potentially true. We don't know if they, if it is a rumor or what's going on. But Swift could sit and then they shut him down. Diggs, 74 yards off seven catches. Could have had a much bigger day. Mixon, 58 yards. Could have had a much bigger day. Josh Allen exploded. T. Higgins, 114 yards off five catches. Um, also could add a bigger day. Jamar Chase could add a bigger day. His 77 yards and two touchdowns could have been three. And and I, I worry about where this guy's putting his feet. Is he going to drop the ball? Um, I, I love I love him. He's got to learn. He's maturing. But imagine if this guy's got... He's left so much on the table this year. He's like... Uh, He's like Hollywood Brown. Hollywood Brown has all these drops, and if you include all those drops, Hollywood Brown would have been the number one wide receiver midway through the season if you added in all the, the mistakes he made. Like, Jamar Chase is the same way. He's had, he's left so much on the table, and people were ripping on him last week. If he would have not bobbled that ball and had it intercepted, he would have probably had a touchdown, and he probably would have been talked about this week, you know, the way we're talking about him this week coming out of last week. Uh, but Jamar Chase had a big, big, big day. Absolutely love this man. Um, Tom Brady, 363 and two touchdowns. Um, George Kittle was absolutely magnificent. 13 of 15. He pulled in 13 balls off 15 targets for 151 and a touchdown. And I know everyone's going to say Jimmy G's good for him. Jimmy G's going to get him hurt. There are multiple times over the last couple weeks that, that Kittle has been put in vulnerable spots because Jimmy G can't put the ball in the right place. And Kittle catches it anyway. Kittle makes Jimmy G look good. He keeps bailing him out. And yet all I hear are people that look at the stat line and say, Jimmy G's good for Kittle. We'll see about that. He keeps putting 
hospital passes in the air for this man. Uh, uh, my boy Vlad always says that. He says hospital passes. That's what Jimmy G tosses up. And it's true. Ayuk, 6 for 11, 62 yards and a touchdown. St. Brown, 8 for 12, 73 yards. Javante Williams, 15 totes of the rock for 79 yards and a touchdown in the Week 14 win over the Lions, adding one catch for 10 yards. Um, A.J. Brown, Melvin Gordon had a day too. I mean, let's not ignore Melvin Gordon's stat line. 24 uh, carries, 111 yards, and, and two touchdowns, which all should have been Javante's. Even if you gave one of those to Javante, he would have had three TDs and 200 total yards. It's just upsetting. I mean, Mel- Melvin Gordon doesn't look awful, let's be honest. But it's just Javante's so much better. It's it's sickening that we have to watch it. It's sickening. It feels sickening. It feels like a, it feels like a very depressing um, but exciting moment every time he touches the football because... You're like looking for Gordon and you're sick to your stomach and you see it's Javante and then a bad play call or they don't run him and you're like, you're excited and you're sick and you're excited and you're sick. And it's just like, when's it going to end? When's it going to end? Austin Eckler injured ankle. We'll find out more about how he is. We don't really have any details on Austin Eckler and how how, uh, banged up he could be. A.J. Brown, someone asked about um, A.J. Brown. And A.J. Brown is... Uh, I don't. I have no, no updates on A.J. Brown. His first eligible return could be week 16, so you can't have him this week anyway. So A.J. Brown could return potentially um, in week 16, potentially, but we don't really know. So that that's about all I have for you in terms of the news. Um, who was the what was the LJ? Who's LJ? Or, or uh, what was the LJ question? Who's he, who was he talking about? LJ. I'm not trying to beef here for this legendary content. Who's trying to beef with you, Gary? Whoever's trying to beef, stop it. We don't beef in this chat. We're family here. Oh, Lamar. Was it Lamar Jackson? Oh, here it is. I'm sorry. Here it is. I forgot I tucked it away. Is LJ. Lamar Jackson. You were talking about Lamar Jackson. I was wondering. Somebody said something about LJ. I couldn't remember. (laughs) My memory. Lamar Jackson. Uh, I don't think we have any updates on him. No beefing. No beefing in here. Um, nothing, no update, no update. Uh, everything that I see here for Lamar is that, um, we'll find out tomorrow probably, but Huntley should maybe be picked up, maybe picked up. Banter's okay. There's no beefing. Beef jerky. Rico Smitty, after this week, I'm going to be 11 and three. With a bye week, I picked up everyone you told me to grab, and it's paying off well. Atta boy, Rico. Well, if that's not a testimonial, Rico, Rico, I don't know what is. Gary's shaking hands. Jeezy's, Jeezy's bro fisting. Um, this feels like the uh, feels like the the um, Yellowstone Ranch right now. You know, 
and I'm Rip, and I'm telling you guys to shake hands. You want to fight, fight me. <laughs> Anybody watch Yellowstone? Can I just tell you how much of a moron I feel like that I didn't know how good Yellowstone was? Like, take a lap from me. The, the fact that I didn't watch Yellowstone until this this week, I feel like one of the biggest morons on the planet right now. I feel like my life could have been so much more complete, and yet here I am not knowing that Yellowstone even exists or that it's one of the most phenomenal shows on television, and here I am just sitting there like a moron, twiddling my thumbs at night, have no idea that Yellowstone is sitting there for the taking to watch and binge four seasons worth or three seasons in the four seasons. Take a lap, me. And any of you that are not watching Yellowstone right now, which is available, uh, you can watch it on like YouTube TV and record it. Uh, it's on uh, Paramount, but I don't think you can get it on the Paramount app. Or, but uh, it is one of the best shows. Peacock, you can get it on Peacock, I think. Unbelievable show. It's just unbelievable. Take a lap. If you're not watching Yellowstone. Take a lap. Take a lap. Take a lap. Absolutely shameful. Take a lap. Just shameful. I'll try and keep you more updated on, on LJ, bro. I started watching that when I moved to Cowboy Town called Oakdale for six months. Got some catching up to do. It's fantastic. Okay. Uh, what else you got for me? I mean, guys, this has been a weird week. Renfro's been unbelievable. You, he's a must start. There, there were a couple, you know, some of you have come in here giving me you know, pats on the back, like Smitty, thank you, great calls, you did this, you did that, great. I, I told several people, in, in tough calls, tough situations, that Renfro was, I'll go this guy over Renfro. I think some of it was like Jamar Chase, so it wasn't like a horrible call in a lot of cases, but I felt like there was a lot of Renfro questions that, in hindsight, it should have been Renfro, Renfro every time. But, I mean, good God. Renfro is looking fantastic. Um, this question is Brady Cook, Renfro, Anders Jefferson. Okay. That Matt's answering a question there. Renfro is a lock every game. He is. May, uh, Maya says uh, best show on TV, Yellowstone. I, I can't disagree with that that call. That is a fantastic call. Smitty, what's wrong with Dak? I don't know. We need to ask CD Lamb. You know, some of C.D. Lamb's problems are 100% tied to Dak Prescott looking garbage right now at times. So, we can blame C.D. Lamb over and over, but let's look at the root of the problem. I can't tell you how many times last week and how many times this week, C.D. Lamb, after a ball is completely thrown over his head or into the arms of a defender nearby C.D. Lamb where he can't even defend it, he can't even try and play defense and try and bat down one of Dak Prescott's errant passes, but Dak will literally throw two, three, four games, four balls a game that hit another defender or go way over CD's head, and CD turns around. He doesn't just walk to the sideline on fourth on fourth down and go on his merry way. He literally turns around in the game and stares at Dak and goes, and then and then frustratedly walks off the field after he glares down 
glares him down. And and oh my god, it's it's like it's frustrating because you know it's impacting Lamb's numbers, and there's certain things that are out of out of our control, and that's one of them right now. And I'm I'm frustrated. Adam says uh, Hell on Wheels A plus. Look, I don't mean to disrespect Hell on Wheels, Adam. I've tried to watch it, and it maybe it's a lot better than I give it credit. Maybe it's because I canceled it, and so I it's hard for me to get into a show that got canceled um, because then I know it doesn't end the way I want or whatever. But I watched a little bit of it. Let's just say Hell on Wheels doesn't hold a candle to Yellowstone. But, 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 to each his own. And Adam, I appreciate you dropping that because I, I have wanted to add a couple shows to my list of 500 shows I got to get to. I'll put Hell on Wheels at the bottom and give it one more go. Because I, I do remember it being pretty good. I just couldn't, like, get hooked. And, you know, I was into a lot of other shows at the time, so maybe I didn't have time. Do you trust Mike Williams for the playoffs as a wide receiver three? Probably. Probably. Um, manifest. manifest um, I tried. It's there's so many other good shows on. I couldn't give it. I couldn't give it a full go, bro. I had to move on. I had to move on to some bigger and better things like Succession and now Yellowstone. And Better Call Saul and all those good good shows. Manifest was a little bit too network TV for me. I guess I'm into like Sons of Anarchy and all those good shows. So, um, Aaron Jones worth two first rounders for a playoff run in Dynasty. I'd be giving up Hubbard, Singletary, Friermuth, 2023 first, 2024 first for Aaron Jones and Waller. Um, so when you first asked that question you said Aaron Jones but then you add Waller in now the tough part is Waller may not help you at all right now and the other tough part is Aaron Jones may not actually even help you right now so when you say you're trying to go on a playoff run and you're trading for two players that aren't going to help you on a playoff run my only question is maybe maybe look to another trade because these aren't guys that are going to necessarily help you on a playoff run. You know, uh, Waller, I don't mind for the future, but he's also older than Kittle. He's no spring chicken at all. He got started late in his career. He's an older tight end. Um, so it's not like you're trading for any good value. It also depends on where these first rounders are going to be. If they're late first rounders, I, I'd maybe, maybe potentially look to that if they were playing well but they're not playing well so i'm gonna say this isn't the deal bro you could find a different deal go after um man jamar chase would have been perfect he was so doubted walking into this week uh other players that are really doubted i suppose um i don't know maybe we can cook up something for you we'll cook it up later in the week as as some things unfold and injuries come uh, come a call and we'll have some more ideas of what to do. Start Burrow or Taysom next week in four point per TD pass league. In week 15, you've got Taysom Hill. Uh, where is he playing? He's playing on Sunday night. Sunday night at the Bucks. Now, the problem with Taysom Hill against the Bucks, bro, is he's a running quarterback. And I, running against the Bucks D as a quarterback is different than running the football up the gut for a running back. But still, they're tough. I'm going to say, I don't, off the top, 
No, I'd rather go with Burrow at Denver. Or rather go with Burrow at Denver. Do you consider Breaking Bad the best TV show ever? Uh, no. It's in my top three. I would say The Sopranos is number one. There's nothing better than The Sopranos. Just plain and simple. If you don't agree, you haven't watched the full series to its conclusion. Uh, or, yeah, I don't know. It's it's arguable. Like, Breaking Bad's pretty close. I shouldn't say that. But I do like The Sopranos. I enjoyed The Sopranos more. I think Breaking Bad's probably number two. And then I think uh, I'm probably leaving out a show or two that I'm not thinking of off the top of my head. But I think, like, Game of Thrones... Um, Game of Thrones, probably, I would say, uh, Banshee is right up there in the top three or four, Borgia, and Borgia and Banshee, a lot of you guys probably haven't seen, and I just feel bad for you, to be honest. (laughs) Just, whenever I meet somebody and they've never seen Banshee or Borgia, not the Borgias, there's there's a, a Showtime version of it, it's the same concept, but just done very poorly compared to the the Borgia singular version but Borgia and Banshee top five and people don't even know about them people don't even know about them but I'll tell you this this Yellowstone that I'm watching it could be because it's fresh and a novelty for me right now because I'm binging through it but I gotta say Yellowstone feels like it could creep into the top five to ten of my favorite shows I'm really I'm really enjoying Banshee I'm I'm enjoying Banshee like about a about as much as I enjoy the idea of Javante Williams starting a game by himself. Uh, I I'm not excited about watching and binging Banshee tonight. Like I I'm I'm getting I'm getting a little bit uh, anxious to end the live stream, go knock out about three or four straight episodes of of Yellowstone. Did I say Banshee? Yellowstone. I love Yellowstone. And if you haven't watched Banshee, you got to watch it. Um, Ramondre Stevenson, Saquon, Barkley, or Chuba Hubbard in the next flex for why would why would Chuba Hubbard enter the conversation, John? After what Chuba Hubbard didn't do this week, are you really going to put him into the into this dilemma? Um, Barkley is safest. Stevenson, if he's not starting, um, is not a consideration over Barkley if he's not starting. If Harris is out and Stevenson is starting. I would start Stevenson over Barkley. But Barkley is the call here. If Stevenson is not starting and Chuba Hubbard isn't reported uh, to, to line up as quarterback or something. <laughs> Otherwise, you're taking Chuba Hubbard out of this equation. And even as quarterback, you may not even start him. I never heard of Banshee. Going to have to check it out. E11. You better look at it very quickly. Um, I believe the first season you can watch on Amazon Prime. And if you are not 100% excited about this show and you come in the chat and say, Smitty, you were right. Banshee's phenomenal. Um, I will be I will be ashamed of myself. And, I, and that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I'll take a lap. Five laps in a row, live on my own show, if you send me a message. And I trust you, E111. I know you're not going to just try and get me to run laps. You'll be honest. 
You will come in here, mark my words, and say, Smitty, you told me to come back and tell you whether Banshee was elite. And it is elite. It is running back one, bro. Banshee is running back one in terms of TV shows. And you're you're going, I know you're going to say that. Banshee or Yellowstone, to be determined. Because I'm still watching Yellowstone. I'm in season two, the very beginning of season two, and I'm hooked. But Banshee was out of out of control. You want to know a show that's breaking bad good in terms of creativity and writing? Banshee. It's like breaking bad meets Sons of Anarchy meets some heist movie. And it's like, it's it's a TV show. It's unbelievable. It is so creative. The writing is breaking bad creative in Banshee. It's unbelievable. Phenomenal writing. Just 8,000 different angles to every episode. It's like, what is going on here? It's just so many levels of everything at every turn. I'm all about honesty and the truth. I'm sold. Or I'm solid. Well, you're going to be sold and solid in a minute. Okay, uh, back to football. Back to football because we need to talk football. Chuba Hubbard at QB. I'm just saying, I wouldn't even start Chuba Hubbard probably if he lined up at quarterback for the Panthers. You know, he's going to get a bunch of attempts. <laughs> I like Chuba Hubbard. I liked him a lot walking into this year, but let's be honest. He's, he, he's not doing it. He's not doing it. He's not... Maybe next week he changes my mind. Did I watch the spinoff of Sons of, of Anarchy? Uh, wasn't it the Mayans? No, I couldn't get into that. I heard it got good in season two. Maybe I'll have to give it a try again. Remember when Taysom was a tight end eligible? Yeah, I remember GZ. And I remember people crying about it. People crying about Taysom Hill being tight end eligible when he earned it. And, and I went on here and everybody got upset at me. Not everybody. A lot of people saw my point of view. But I'm sorry. But if you go scouting this situation last year where he's eligible at multiple positions and you were good enough and astute enough. And I told people to do it. So I, that's another reason I was frustrated. All my people that went out and did what I said. Grab Taysom Hill. He's tight end and quarterback eligible. And wide, wide receiver eligible. This guy goes out there, earns those those eligibilities, and then ESPN takes it away from him because they're they're worried about the backlash. And it's like in baseball, they don't take away the tags of players once they get multiple eligible designations. You keep it once you get it. You keep it once you earn it. You keep it if you play enough snaps at the tight end position and you earn tight end eligibility, and someone's smart enough to grab Taysom Hill, and then he switches to quarterback, and then they can put him in at quarterback. That's called intelligence. And people called it cheating. And it was the most ridiculous argument in the world, and I made video after video about it. I wasn't scared to push up against this topic and push back, because it was absolutely ridiculous. The reason people were crying and complaining about it is because 11 other people in a league couldn't do it. And they didn't like that somebody outsmarted them. Somebody picked up Taysom Hill knowing this information and outsmarted 11 other owners and 11 other owners all grabbed a 12-pack of juice boxes and took 11 of them and started sucking the juice boxes down and crying and complaining because Taysom Hill is in, in the tight end spot. And he shouldn't be. It's not fair. Somebody has him at tight end when he's a quarterback. And he outsmarted me. Give me my juice box. People were so upset about it. It was hilarious. 
And I enjoyed every minute of it. And Taysom Hill earned it. Taysom Hill earned it. He played tight end. He earned it. You can't take it away just because he changes positions and and you don't have enough juice boxes to get through the season. So you're going to sit back and be like, it's cheating because I can't do it. He was a cheat code. And I, and I hope it happens again to somebody else. Maybe it's Chuba Hubbard. <laughs> they, take, they take his running back eligibility away. And you know they would. That was a disaster. And you know what? I started him in a league. And it didn't get us anywhere. It didn't help us win. It didn't help us lose. It didn't really do anything. But we did it for a week. We left it in in the throne league. And it didn't get us through anywhere. And people in the league thought it was funny. Because it wasn't happening it to the, to them, but when we we won that week and it didn't help us win, and we went to the next week, people started bringing it up again. <laughs> so I ended up taking him out. I ended up taking him out because everyone was complaining, and I didn't want that cloud over our head if we won the throne league with Taysom Hill and have everybody pointing to that. Even though I would have been half proud that we won it that way. Um. What's this here? Barkley hasn't been much better. LOL. Thanks, Smitty. I don't know what this is referring to. It was probably a ways back. Do I like that Miami is coming off of a bye? My gut is telling me to start Tua, but I kind of like my Taysom Kamara stack decisions. Um, I don't like... The Saints versus the Bucks matchup. I think Kamara could survive, but I think you are. Um, I think you're double stacking your risk, not stacking the potential upside going against that Bucks defense. Because like Taysom Hill could throw enough that he ends up doing well. He could. But I feel like you can't you can't bench Kamara, but at least you can go with another option at quarterback and not get hit hard if the Bucks end up shutting down Taysom Hill. He's hurt. He's running a little more than he can pass. Um, and I I just don't know that I love him against the Bucks this week because the Bucks will shut his running down quite a bit, and that's how Taysom Hill's able to do what he's doing. And Maybe he, he delivers through the air, but I would tend to, to lean in the direction of, of hedging my bets a little bit if you can. Tua is not a horrible play. Uh, Tua's at home against the Jets, bro. You know, that's not a bad option at all. The wire was good, E111, but it was definitely slow. And I don't know if anybody in today's TV watching could get through it, <laughs> you know, because it was really good. But it was really long, very slow, and it was older TV storytelling. So it's really hard to sit through it as a new viewer of it. But I do recommend it. It's very, very good. But it wasn't... Everyone said top five TV show of all time. Like, I could think of 20 shows better than The Wire. I did like it, but I could think of tw- easily 20 shows better than The Wire. Like, even Better Call Saul, I like more than, than The Wire. Wire's good. It just was so... You had to be in the right mindset to watch that because it was like just trickling, uh, you know, 
like a faucet just dripping slowly. That's how that show felt like it un, unraveled. It was really good, though. Jimmy G over Kyler Murray. Why? Why would you start Jimmy G over Kyler Murray? Um, no, you didn't. You did not. No way, broski. No way at all. <clears throat> Jimmy G. Jimmy G. I hope Trey Lance gets in there. ASAP. I, I feel so bad for my Niner people because I have so many Niner followers and, and buddies. And, and man, he, he's going to explode, you know, the moment he gets in there. Thomas. He'll be like Taysom. He'll be like Taysom. Everybody loves Taysom right now. He'll be he's got a cannon. He can throw better than Taysom. And he can run like Taysom. 90210. Yeah, I mean, like, I'll admit, I, I did watch 90210 and I did like it uh back in the day, but in my top ten, no. No. That's like saying I like uh you like um <laughs> I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> it's kinda like saying it's kinda like saying I like McDonald's burgers, which I, I do, over like filet mignon at a really nice steak restaurant with like load of baked potatoes with the big salt, you know, salt that's big <laughs> with kosher salt. Like a place as good as the big thick kosher salt on top of your baked potato. That's like saying I like Burger King over a filet mignon. Mashed pot- like at a place where the steak and the potato is the only thing on your plate and you have like double the real estate of white whiteness on the plate there's like it's not even there's not even that much food on the plate it's so good they don't even give you a full plateful you have to look at a white half white plate with these two items on it maybe two things of asparagus on it and then the McDonald's burger next to it like the McDonald's burger is good like Nano Tuno is good but Let's not get carried away and start calling 90210 inside <laughs> top 10 or 20 or even 50 shows of all time. I could go on and on. <laughs> 90210. That's like saying I'd rather wear a fanny pack instead of my Quicksilver backpack. You know, like you're going to the gym and you got a little towel and you're like, ah, I'll just throw it in the fanny pack. I'll wear the fanny pack instead. Nine oh two no. What about what was the other one called? What was the one right after nine oh two and oh? There's nine oh two and oh, and then it was party of five. <laughs> what about party of five? You know what's good though is the new uh, uh, karate uh, karate kid. What's is it? What's it called? The karate kid uh, uh, Netflix show. It's so it's good. It's really good. I don't know if I put it in top ten or anything, but it's a really good show. Todd, hit the like button, people. Thank you, Todd. Appreciate you, Todd. Started 0-6, and now I'm 7-7 and and made the playoffs. Victory lap. a boy, Michael. Way to not give up. That's the definition. Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai is a really good show. Not top 10. Don't get excited. But it's really good. It's really good. It's really good, Danielson. 
Look at that. Conrad Kai. Holy smokes. Cobra Kai. And then Conrad Kai enters the building. Phenomenal. Okay, uh... Karate Kid, my cousins watched now into an O are all into Cobra Kai. <laughs> Cobra Kai's good. It's good. It's really good. It's funny. It's adult. It's really adult-like. The humor is adult-like. It's not a kid's show. Um, all right, guys. I'm out of here for tonight. Uh, please leave a comment at the end of the video. Like always, I will res respond to every comment I can. There are over 164 of you in here still. Please punch the thumbs up. It really helps me out. If you love my content at all, if you're enjoying the show, if you feel like I've helped you even a little bit today, please continue to hit the thumbs up. It's such a small request. Really doesn't cost you anything, but your one and a half seconds to, you can close the chat and hit the thumbs up, you know, or hit it on your way out, but make sure you punch it. It really helps your boy Smitty grow this thing. We're almost at 10K and it's because of you guys and punching the thumbs up and leaving comments. My, 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 my video will start off with zero comments at the beginning once I hit finish here. And I want all 164 of you to ask me a question because I will get to you. If I missed you, I will get to you. If I missed a question and you, you're like, dang it, Smitty didn't answer my question. Or I didn't uh, get to ask it. He's leaving. Great. I just got here. Ask me a question once I end the video in the comments of the video and I will get to it. And also, just remember. Want bold year-round rankings, trade calculators, and bold predictions? Get on over to Sleeper. You. Dot. Com. Anybody, anybody that buys the 199 membership, you'll never pay for rankings again. You'll never pay for bold predictions. You'll never pay for the trade calculators, the dynasty articles, all the dynasty content, the over 40 video courses and video lessons of how to trade, how to negotiate, how to trade into the 1.1, how to draft from the 1.1, how to draft from the 1.5, how to draft from the 1.12. How to go wide receiver, wide receiver. How to go robust RB in today's climate of running backs. I'm going to have over 40 training videos, a part of the Sleeper U package. And I will sell that a la carte if you just want to buy the video courses. So look for that as well. But if you go to sleeperu.com right now, sleeperu.com, sleeperu.com, and get that 199 membership, I will give you free text advice for the remainder of this season and you can start using it now for next season if you want. And give you free text advice for all of 2022. On-demand, one-on-one text advice on my phone. This is my private phone. This is my, and there's marker on there. Private phone. This is my work phone. This is my text line. I carry it with me. I carry two phones with me. I'm sitting there getting food. Yeah, Miss Smitty. Getting the, the meal right now. Hold on. Hey, Bob, make that trade. Oh, this is Miss Smitty. Oh, whoops, got my phones crossed. Then it, sometimes I just say, pick them up right now. I don't even know what phone I'm on. I'm texting all day long. This is my text line. You can get it at heysmitty.com if you just want to order the text line. Or you can go to sleeperu.com and get the lifetime membership. Never pay for content again. You get everything I have for life. Um, which includes, the 199 package includes lifetime email advice if you don't ever want the text advice line which you get free for this year 
and next year if you go get it. So get on over to sleeperu.com. Sleeper, the letter U.com. I will see you all later. Take a lap. Get lambed. Get lambed. And as always, the best comments get left on screen. Later. <laughs>